Hey guys, this is Rob from the Retro Junkie Super Show, Turtle Flakes Podcast, and <clears throat> um, Genesis Gems Podcast, and you are listening to the SNES Podcast, hosted by George and Greg. Uh, don't, don't tell Nick I was on here. He'll, he'll get me. of the Super NES Podcast. Uh, coming to you from New England is one of your regular co-hosts, Greg, and coming um, and coming at you from the, uh, uh, like from the wonderful island of Long Island is a, like another co-host, George. That's an interesting intro. When did you think of this? I didn't. I just kind of ran oh, okay. with it. <laughs> awesome. I try to mix things up if I can, keep things like being boring. So That's, I mean, that's better than the intros I do for my podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean like you know, different intro for a different episode because they yeah, this one's this one's kind of a this one's kind of a special episode for us. It sure is. But they, um, so yeah, we're not talking about a specific game tonight. Uh, tonight we're talking about loosely a bunch of games, all uh, like all centered around uh, two of the biggest uh, Japanese style games that there are there. Although one's played very heavily in other countries as well. Um, tonight we're doing a special episode uh, looking at a uh, Mahjong and Pachinko. Uh, both the both other games are played in Japan, and also some of the better examples that are uh, that are uh, that were made available on Super Famicom. I feel like this is some terrible April Fool's joke, but it's not even <laughs> April. It could have been a joke because, um, <laughs> uh, as I mentioned last episode, the idea for this episode kind of came about because of the comment. Uh, that one of the co's, I can't remember who it is, I can't remember which one it is like right now, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, that either like Sean or Jim of the wonderful uh, Pie Factory podcast did in a recent episode, where they were kind of saying that they're looking forward to just covering like you know pachinko games. Uh, I think they were responding to a comment that you had made earlier, uh, earlier George, like an earlier episode, like a deal about that. So um, I don't know if they were kidding or not. But the idea, <laughs> but the idea seemed to be a good one. So I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm down for this. Let's roll with it because, um, because what I. What did you guys do? <laughs> what did you guys do? Because yeah, because uh, we make fun of Pachinko a lot uh, over here. <laughs> not just in this, you know, not just in this podcast, but a podcast, you know, other podcasts as well. But I never actually played it, so um, there was a certain curiosity factor there, uh, 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 a factor, uh, a factor like involved, like involved with this. 
And uh, since Pachinko wasn't enough by itself to carry an episode, I also thought we'd like throw like Mahjong back in here as well, because uh, I have experienced playing Mahjong, but George didn't. So this is gonna be his first time, his first time, his first time delving to both these worlds. Yep. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so uh, let me just start off by saying that, you know, obviously these being very Japanese games, uh, none of these games were available, like available in the States. Uh, most of them play just fine, uh, just fine like over here, however, uh, because most of them have very little uh, text in them. So uh, you can, um, so it's not hard to figure out, so it's not very hard to figure out for a non-Japanese speaker like how to play them. There are exceptions. Uh, George, George didn't talk about, um, uh, uh, talk about a game he played later on that was pretty text heavy, but uh, the vast majority of these games can be pick, pick, picked up and played like very easily by a Westerner. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, all these games like play fine, like either in your console, like your emulation, uh, because unlike the PAL systems, the, um, uh, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's not really too much you have to do. Uh, well, you have to make sure, uh, there may be the lockout mechanism, uh, depending upon the, you know, depending upon the game that, you know, that would prevent you from playing a Japanese game on, on North American system, but, you know, besides that. You just break that, those two little tabs in your SNES and you're good to go. You can do that if you want to, yeah, but, uh, um, um. Uh, 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 they're going to check them out like an emulation, but um, yeah, you can do that too. Or if they... you have a Retron Five, you could plug yep. that in. That that would work too. So one other note um, that I'm going to say uh, um, as disclosure: um, this is a this is a family friendly podcast. Um, there are some adult uh, mahjong and pachinko games that are out there. Um, which... Greg, what games did you play? <laughs> well, we could have looked at them um, because, again, to, to look up, uh, uh, like, you know, going back to Pie Factory podcast, they covered some adult games, like one of their episodes, um, and they're also family friendly, and they, they did a great job in handling it. You're just um, using that as an excuse so you could play those nasty adult games. Um, I didn't actually look at them because there were okay. enough examples. <laughs> uh, because the on this system, at least. The, the the family ones outweighed the adult ones by a wide margin. In later systems, sure, yeah. in later systems, that's not the case. Um, as to, nope. uh, as the, as the consoles got more powerful, uh, they're definitely. Uh, <laughs> so did. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know where you're going with that. But so did people's lust. Yes. So <laughs> because I did look at some other like other later mahjong and pachinko games on, on, on the consoles, the consoles to see how the genre had evolved some since uh, since this time. But right. they, um, but yeah, so they're out there. But you want to check them out? Uh, we just simply because of the fact that the vast majority of the ones that are available on this console were were uh, were T at best, uh, T of teen. So um, you know, it was just easier to stick with those. But. Anyway, so so let's so let's get into it. Hopefully, this episode will be like um, interesting and educational for listeners out there. So let's start off with mahjong first, uh, because it's the more complicated to the to, 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 like, two games to, to the two games to talk to, to, to the two games to talk about. A um, little bit of history about mahjong. Uh, it dates back to the last century. Um, the the game the game first came over to the uh, the first the game first came over like the U.S. In the, uh, like 1920s and uh, 20s and for a short time there was a craze uh, like the game over here like in the West 
Um, there's many, there's uh, uh, there's many, many variants of Mahjong out there. Uh, the variant that was popular, that was popular in the States back then, and the variant you probably would, probably like the most likely to see if you come across somebody who does, who does play the game now, uh, like the so-called Charleston variant. Um, well, uh, I'll mention some of the more popular variants, uh, like variants later on, but um, the games had a, the games, the games, one of those games that had, had the games that kind of, that kind of goes dormant for a while, uh, like every generation, uh, comes back out for a brief, like a brief resurgence. Uh, there was one that happened during the 80s, uh, like which some like Mahjong games came out here. Um, I got exposed to the game because of a very popular game that came out that came out uh, came out during that time period, uh, like called Shanghai, looks like Mac Division, uh, which was their attempt to kind of uh, Westernize the game uh, like a little bit. Um, Shanghai 2 is also available, like it's also available like the Super NES. Um, if, if like you're interested, like in are playing that. Um, I most, played it. Yep. The most popular kind of mahjong is known as, uh, 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 like, is known as like old Hong Kong uh, mahjong. That's the most. Uh, that's the most. Po- uh, 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 that's the kind that's played most like, in Japan. Uh, and it rhymes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it does actually. But uh, <laughs> um, but unlike pachinko, mahjong is pretty popular across most. Um, you know, is pretty popular like, across much of Asia. The game originally came from China um, and is played very. Uh, played quite heavily still to this day in, in um, um, countries like China, Japan, South Korea, Southeast Asia, uh, um, you know those countries. So, and a, um, it's a tile-based game with uh, usually pieces, pieces, pieces are usually carved out of like you know ivory or marble. They look kind of similar to domino pieces. Uh, there's uh, uh, there's a little bit more like you know thicker and square shaped as opposed to like domino pieces, and some of the pieces, especially the older ones, which are like hand painted and crafted, are really beautiful. They're really like you know, works of art. Just, uh, just the characters, the the character diagrams that, and diagrams that are written on them. Uh, modern ones can also be like made out of plastic, uh, plastic and che- uh, plastic like more cheaply produced, but. Uh, um, there's two main there, but uh, and there's two main kinds of mahjong games. There's the there's the uh, multiplayer or the old Hong Kong mahjong game, and there's also um, there's also solitaire mahjong. And I and so I'm going to talk about uh, the the regular the regular mahjong game uh, like a little bit here first. Um, <clears throat> it's a um, usually mahjongs played with like you know two to uh, like two to four players. Uh, there are some variants of the game that allow for five or six players at once, but the, at once, but those are, uh, but it's much more frequent and common and common to have the game for like two to four players. Um, the basic game, how you, the basic game, uh, like how it plays is actually fairly simple. Um, each player starts the game geek five or seven, 13 tiles. And when your turn, um, you draw a tile and you also discard a tile. And play just goes around the board like that. The idea is you're trying to get uh, 14 tiles in your hand uh, to form four groups, which are called melds, and a pair, which is called an eye. Um, and once you have all those, then you go, uh, then you announce mahjong and you lay them down, and you know points are awarded depending upon who has what in their hands and and what groups and uh, 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 groups you use to form uh, uh, to form your winning hand. And play goes on until somebody usually reaches X. Uh, like X amount of points. If you're saying to yourself, "Gee, that sounds awfully familiar," um, that's because that this is pretty much how some card games like Rummy and Gin Rummy also play. Like, like which idea? Like, is to get like groups in your hand, uh, like forming like you know matching cards. So, so it's actually very similar 
uh, like the game is actually the, the, the game is actually very similar. Like the, uh, it's actually is actually like, like a similar, uh, you know, like those card games like how it plays. Uh, of course, uh, I, I, of course, the game's a lot more complex than that. But we're not going to like delve into all the like all the like all the intricacies um, and, and complexities complexities of like a bit. We'd but, be uh, sitting here for hours. Yes, uh, matches, 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 matches can go on for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but uh, um, <laughs> um, the other, the other, the, the other form of mahjong is solitaire mahjong, and and, and um, as the name implies, this is like single player, um, and it plays and it plays a little bit like solitaire for cards. Uh, with that one, you have the tiles, usually one, three, six tiles, sometimes. Uh, sometimes like uh, 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 sometimes up to like 144, depending upon the variant. And there's two different ways the board can be arranged in uh, can be arranged in the uh, in, in solitaire mahjong. It's either it's either all arranged in like you know like one like one big block where we can see all the tiles, um, or it's or it's arranged in layers uh, where you can't see the tile the tile below it until you play the tile on top of it first. So, uh, so like solitaire, like you don't know what what you're getting until you actually get there. And the idea of this one, is, and, and, and and the idea of this one is the same, like the same as the same as it is for regular mahjong. Uh, you're trying to form groups in your hand, uh, trying to like you know, like play tiles and just like, and and like so and, and like so. Um, and like card solitaire, there are there are situations situations that you can get into that are uh, that are like unwinnable. We have no choice but to like start over again. So the idea basically just being that you want to just like play all your tiles. Um, the vast majority of video games and video games of mahjong are so um, are solitaire mahjong, mostly because of the complexity of trying to program a good uh, like AI player. Um, it's really only like it's really only like like recent consoles that got powerful enough to really be able to pull off a decent AI. I, um, it's kind of like playing like in like poker like online. Uh, poker AI players are not very good just because of the we're still struggling we're struggling with the whole idea of being able to make an AI that actually can play can play and operate think like a human so um, all the modern games I checked out the Super Famicom and emulation like were like with the solitaire uh, uh, the solitaire style and I believe George like all your games like were too yes okay yeah so I played um, like two seconds of the the actual mahjong and i was like uh no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah regular mahjong actually yeah yeah regular mahjong actually looks like to me regular mahjong actually looks kind of fun uh uh because i enjoy card games i enjoy dominoes and this game certainly has a lot in common like of those so um i wouldn't mind like learning it up i was learning and playing at some point um but like i said before i have some history like playing like you know like uh soul uh so uh, uh, a solitaire ma- uh, uh, mahjong uh, with games like Shanghai. Um, uh, George, you played some Shanghai too a little bit. What do you think about that game? Uh, I understand there's a couple Western concessions for it to make that game a, a little bit more easier for Westerners to understand. Yeah, it's just basically just a bunch of matching. It's it's a game. It's not something I would play like every night or something. <laughs> it's not a game that I would go and rush out and buy, but... Uh... So is that your feelings? Like, um, so is that your feelings? Do you like about like mahjong in general then? I guess so. Do you like uh, matching, like matching, like matching games or tile games, or those not really like a cup of tea? Uh, they're not like games that I go out and look for to play, but mm. 
I don't think lowly of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like you know, I uh, I could probably recommend these games to somebody who enjoys uh, like you enjoy solitaire and cards, like you enjoy matching games, um, like you enjoy things like you know Scrabble or like you know, like word uh, word games. Uh, you certainly can have a lot of fun like playing this. Um, there are groups here, like I said, like I said, there are groups. Um, um, uh, groups here, uh, groups here in the U.S. that do play mahjong, uh, you know, on a regular basis, um, and it's pretty. And you can walk into a major store, like order like a kit, like online, easily enough, like you wanted to play. So, um, you know, because they are still domestically produced, like even though like right now, are even though right now the game's not really up, I like all that popular, but they, um, um, so, uh, so I know. Flex, this really wasn't a cup of tea, George, but did you have any difficulties like learning how to play? Uh, did you pick up uh, the operation like pretty smoothly? Yeah, it was it was easy for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, so George and I so so just so George and I checked out like several like several mahjong uh, games that are on Super Famicom because of course mahjong is very popular in Japan, so there's a ton of mahjong games available like the console. Um, I'm not gonna try to pronounce the names of mine because I'm horribly horrible at producing it's like pronouncing Japanese and I don't want to butcher butcher it but um um but overall impressions George uh what do you think about the video game versions uh like a Mahjong that you checked out um I've they're all right <laughs> I mean trying to play a Japanese game for also a game that I really don't know how to play mm. uh yeah I, I got my butt kicked I was expecting there to be a lot more graphical difference between the games but there really weren't I guess just because there's only like so many ways that you animate like a mahjong tile <laughs> yeah I mean there's also that thing of you know if you're playing those if you're playing like original mahjong mm-hmm. there's also that thing of like how are they gonna show the other players and yeah yeah you know stuff like that animations on how the 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 tiles move and everything but uh i didn't see any problems with it everything everything looked fine and everything was in a language i do not understand Uh, yeah, I mean, there really wasn't too much graphical difference like the games I played. Uh, I thought yeah. most of them were pretty good in graphics, though. I mean, like you know, they're, I mean, like these games, these games, like it's obvious to tell, it's obvious to tell, they tell that these games are just like very simple games, like you know, farmed out and produced like minimal effort, um, because it's not really like a complex game. It's like you know, like okay, here's okay, like here's a, here's a, like here's a video game mahjong. It's like you know, have at it. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's not like it requires. Uh, the system be pushing its limits or anything, but no, um, no. it's using that sweet mode seven. I did see one game. <laughs> I, I did see one game that kind of made pseudo pseudo three effects. That was pretty cool, though. Um, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, like the graphics, the graphics in most of these games are quite um, are quite simple. I, I mean, simple but serviceable. I mean, I mean, tiles are easily recognizable. The symbols, the symbols on them, like can be easily seen. Um, music for the games was kind of hit or miss. Uh, uh, some games had some, you know, some games had some catchy tunes, and, and so was other games had like horrible stuff. So um, I feel like the games I played were just the music was just forgettable. Yeah, it, yeah, it is usually, but uh, that's to be expected. I, I, I expect, yeah, I suppose. That's not the focus. The focus yeah. is playing mahjong. Yep. Woo. 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, like, you know, controls were controls were simple. Um, no problems there. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, um, um, playing video game mahjong. Um, I don't really see too much reason reason to go back to to, to go back to go back to 16-bit uh, mahjong games, though. If you enjoy it, though, because things have advanced so much better. Uh, and so much more since then. I'm, yeah, I'm, they're they're basically fire and forget games. You know, yeah. those are games made around that time. You know, just to have a mahjong game and you know get money off of it. And then once the next console came, you know, it's something you would never really go back to unless maybe you had some kind of nostalgia or, or something, or you did a podcast on them. Right. What the heck. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there doesn't check out for curiosities, but um, unless you're like a collector of this kind of stuff, or unless you're like really eager to, like you to see how Mahjong games progressed uh, from then to now, there really isn't too much reason, like reason to play these. Um, because uh, because you can, you can, you can very freely download, um, you know, a free, perfectly good Windows, win, Windows Mahjong game, like right now, if you want to. So... Uh, which probably Why which would one? you? Well, I mean, like I said, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know how much. Yeah, I don't know how much playing I'm gonna do of this, but um, you know, but this is a game like I said I had some, that I had some experience with from playing as a kid, and it was fun yeah. then. And fun then, and playing's still fun now. But um, you know, it, you know, like it's a good time waster. I, I mean, for nothing else, you know, just like you know, like. Um, just like you know, you know, like keep the brain sharp for like ten minutes, like or whatever. But if they had smartphones around that time, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be making mahjong games for SNES. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that's that's more of like a mobile game thing now. But yeah. it's 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 weird because they'll they'll still make games like that for consoles. Right. Yep. Uh, even around this time, the you know this generation. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Um. Mahjong's an interesting game. Uh, I certainly can see like why it's so popular. Um, uh, um, you know, and like I said, you know, like you enjoy tile games, like you enjoy like you know like uh, word games. It's you know, um, you definitely get some fun like playing it. Yeah, I, I don't have anything else to add to that. So let's so okay, so let's move on to side B then. Um, the game I have no my history. Favorite side of the record. <laughs> Uh, the game I had no history or no experience with going in. Um, well, neither one of us did actually, like that matter. Um, Pachinko, uh, which Ooh. we have, which which is, which is which is wicked super uh, popular, like in Japan. There are like thousands of parlors dedicated uh, to the game uh, across the country. So um, uh, Taiwan also, for some reason, uh, for some reason also. Uh, 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 also has a lot of uh, uh, pachinko machines. Probably because, really? actually, I, I shouldn't say. Actually, I, I th- actually I think I know the reason why. Just because that they, um, that you know they want to be lot cool of, like Japan. A lot of well, no, a lot of <laughs> Japanese immigrants uh, moved there after. Oh, okay. Uh, like after the war, so okay. Pachinko Pachinko's history dates back to the twenties, uh, like when the game was first invented, and it really took off after World War II. And and like pinball games and like slot machines, the machines have advanced in technology and complexity over the years. Go from these very simple, very simple uh, handmade uh, wooden wooden creatures from the 40s and 50s up to more mechanical mechanical ones. This is uh, um, uh, the 60s and 70s up to very up to very complex, complicated electrical uh, beasts of machines, really that they have like nowadays. Um, so. Uh, 
so so also like mahjong uh learning how to play bajinko is pretty easy actually uh the game uh the game is really a cross between uh pinball and, and slots it's probably the best way that i can describe it um when you go into a bajinko parlor like in japan to play you purchase um uh, you purchase from the shopkeep uh, a number of balls. These are small uh, metal balls, a little bit larger than BB balls usually, uh, that are uh, that are marked with the with the store's logo and logo and uh, graphics on them, so the balls can be identified as to what parlor they belong to. You're not allowed to take the balls outside the parlor with you; they have to stay inside. Um, and so you take your part. Um, so after you buy the balls that, uh, that you want, you go to a machine. And you can decide how many balls you want to feed into the machine. Uh, um, you could, I, I, you can decide to put in anywhere from one to as many as you want to. And then you can also decide how many balls you want to shoot at once uh, by putting them onto a lever that operates a lot, um, uh, that operates a lot like a, a, a plunger, uh, a plunger like a pinball machine. See, I didn't know that part. Huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, many people will shoot off one at a time, but other people prefer shooting off like two, three, or four, or like or more at once because, um, because it, uh, because you shoot, uh, the game's a combination of luck and strategy because there is, uh, uh, because like pinball, depending upon how you shoot the ball can depend upon what angle it takes because you're trying to get the ball into these several cups that are positioned, uh, across the play field. I'm using the word cup, like, even though, like, even though they may not always be a cup, but... Uh, um, for for every case that I've seen, they they're basically cups. Yeah. So, yeah. so depending upon so depending upon where the cup's located at and how wide the cup is, will depend upon how many points that that cup's worth. And you're trying to get the ball, obviously, obviously, into a cup, uh, because if the ball does not go into a cup, then it rolls out, then it rolls out, then it rolls out like a drain, uh, a drain like the bottom of the machine, and that ball goes bye bye. Um, and depending upon the machine, some machines have bumpers that, uh, bumpers around them that can bounce the ball around, kind of like a pinball table. Uh, some of them have a uh, moving targets, uh, where like the um, uh, like the cup can like you know move back and forth some to make it more difficult to lay it to, to hit. Some machines can have like uh, passageways that open and close. Uh, uh, so there's a certain amount of strategy and timing trying to get the actual the actual right right timing to get to, to, your, to your timing to get the ball like where you wanted to go. So um, you plan to you're done, um, and you know, um, um, and it, um, and if the ball goes into a, a cup, uh, it spits out that number of uh, of balls for you, like in the tray at the bottom, kind of like a slot machine. And when you're done playing, you call intended over. He confirms everything is okay, and then he uh, takes the balls up to the front with you, and like, um, uh, in, like in the old days, counted counted them out. Nowadays, they just have the the automatic the automatic weigh machines, like the, the weigh machines that tell you exactly how many how many balls are in there at once. So, and then, um, so it's, so at that point, you're given three options. You can either have a prize, uh, something you the parlor offers. You can either have a coupon that will entitle you to come back at a later visit uh, and redeem those in for balls. Or if you did particularly well, you can get what's called a cash prize. Uh, we then take to a nearby shop. Um, this is where it kind of gets a little bit confusing because uh, uh, because it, it, it's actually like it's pretty interesting. Gambling, gambling, gambling for cash is legal in Japan. But, um, but the way the law is worded, 
Uh, the Pinuco machines are allowed to operate in this way because there is a yeah, uh, because the parlors because the parlors are not paying out in cash per se; they're just paying out in prizes. However, um, however, however, near every near every par pachinko parlor, and sometimes even in the same building, as a matter of fact, uh, there's a small shop where you can where you can take your cash prize and turn it in to receive flavors of money. So it's allowed by the law because because like both places can legally say we're not engaging in gambling in gambling because you need both both shops, I need both businesses to complete the transaction. Like that makes sense. Well, also. You're not, you're not putting money inside the machine. You're putting balls in the machine. Yeah, so yeah, that really, too. You're not so. really paying right. to play the machine. Yeah, it's a little bit hanky panky, uh, like how the laws word it, and sometimes the police have kind of, um, have kind of skirted it a, a little bit. But generally, but generally speaking, um, it's worked that way in Japan for many years. So oh, many um, years. Yeah. So um, the. So, for, and, like, and also for many, um, and so also for many years, uh, the yakuza, the Japanese mafia, was operating, uh, was in charge of many of the uh, the pachinko parlors in the country, much like how the mafia here used mm -hmm. to be in charge of this, uh, um, uh, the gambling, uh, the gambling industry, uh, like in Las Vegas. But, but, but starting in the '60s and quite a bit in the '90s, uh, there were a series of crackdowns and law changes that found like pretty much removed the, like removed the illegal crime influence, uh, like in the parlors. So, um, yeah, and they, um, these machines are very popular. There are tons of, tons and tons of parlors across the country. Um, smoking still allowed in them. So many, like many pachinko parlors are very, very smoky areas. Yes. Um, and some of these games I was looking at online, they're crazy these days. It's like, you know, there are, there are, there are pachinko games that will put slot machines even on I like to shame, like oh, yeah? how like set up and complicated, like set up and play. Because you have, because you have, yeah, because you have major companies like like Nintendo and Konami producing producing mm -hmm. games. Yeah. So um, they're so they're pretty intricate these days. And um, and um, 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 and also many arcades over there will have will have popular will have popular game games in them, where sometimes gamblers will like go to go to an arcade first to play check out a new machine to try to operate. To try to figure out how it operates and trying to get the hang of it before going to a parlor and trying to look there. So, um, <laughs> scouting, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So uh, that's pretty much a nutshell how Pachinko operates. Um, um, uh, definitely, definitely a very weird blend of pinball, uh, pinball and slots while having elements of both present. So, um. And the Pachinko games on the Super NES um, are pretty much the same quality as the Mahjong games we looked at earlier. Um, you know, pretty simple, but also like you know, like they do, th but they get the job done. Um, you know, the, the graphics on the graphics, the graphics I found these were a bit more bright and colorful. Um, you know, there's more options available, like available for play on these on these than is Mahjong. You can uh, you can decide how many balls you want to start off with, what kind of prizes are awarded in some games, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, just like a, but yeah, pretty much a lot of what we said from Mahjong video games kind of applies to Pachinko video games. Um, simple, effective, they get the job done. Um, not really too more much More fun. Definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> more fun, yes, but for me, it's kind of like, um, kind of, I, I, but I, um, I kind of feel the same way about, I kind of felt the same way about playing Pachinko that I did like, you know, like playing slots. Um, 
like because I love playing slots. Slot machines are my favorite uh, preferred preferred gambling pastime. Uh, there's several casinos close by here, and I usually go there like a few times. Uh, like several times a year, I like to go play, and I love doing slots because they're kind of like a thrill. Uh, and part of the fun is the thrill of gambling that you're actually like they're trying to, um, as, as remote a chance it is, the actual chance, the actual chance of claiming some money. But even though I love playing slots, I I find it boring to uh, boring to watch somebody else play. Um, I, you know, I don't like playing slot machine games, uh, 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 slot machine video games, um, because there's because there's not the there's not the thrill and excitement of actually like you know gambling anything. And I kind of felt that I, way about. I kind of games. feel the opposite way because I'm not gambling my money away in a game. Yeah. So woohoo, spend all that money you want and play this damn slot machine. Yeah. So. No, I get that. Just like, you know, like for me, it's like the other way around because I'm like, I'm you not know, a gambler. Yeah, right. I mean, like, you know, I had some fun playing these. It was, it was certainly fun to learn. Uh, uh, I'm certainly fun to. Uh, it was certainly f- f- fun to learn how the game operated and to figure out why they're so popular in Japan. It's like, oh, I yeah. get it. Yeah, um, it, was, it was awesome to figure this out. But it's like, you know, I. But, you know, I would love to play the real thing. You know, like, I'd love to go to Japan and check out, like, uh, uh, you know, check out one of these parlors and actually, uh, parlors, uh, parlors that you can actually play like one of these like you know complicated fancy like pachinko machines because I'm sure to have a lot more fun playing one in real life as opposed to doing one like in video form. But yeah, um, I, I guess you, you get more balls in real life, and it sounds like fun. Right. So, but but anyway, yeah. I mean, like you know, um, yeah. So if you like pinball and you like slots, you definitely should check out like pachinko games because I think you're gonna have a lot of fun like playing these. Um, if you only like one. Well, maybe that maybe that might be enough to be able to um, persuade you to check it out. So, um, yeah. So that's my so that's kind of my uh, so that's kind of my advice. Like, um, you know, it, you know, if you ever actually checked your, to check out Pachinko, or if you kind of turn you turn uh, turn your nose up at it, um, and you like either pinball or slots, and especially if you like both those things, uh, by all means, check this out. Um, there, there are again much more modern, much more better uh, examples of particular video games on on newer consoles and PCs than there is on the old Super NES. But, um, but yeah, it was so fun to check them out. Yeah, I had more fun with the Pachinko than I did the Mahjong, mm. for sure. Um, I just, I just liked looking at the machines and how they were designed and. Some of them work differently than others, you know. Right. Some of them have, some of them actually have some kind of like slots, like in the center of them, and you gotta place the ball in, and it spins them around, and all that. It's really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. I mean, like you know, these things are works of art. Um, in some cases, so um, yeah, definitely. Like definitely, like 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 definitely. Uh, yeah, so definitely worth like checking out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of always been curious, curious, curious about it, but never really had had the motivation to actually like you know, like uh, play it. Um, so mm. like you know, so like, uh, so now we did. So, um, but uh, um, yeah. So um, um, as far as e- uh, 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 as far as eBay pricing goes, that's all over the map because. Obviously, most <laughs> of these games available for sale are going to be imported from Japan, and that raises the cost considerably. Um, Does not it, though? Really... I've actually bought a bunch of Japanese games before, and they weren't that expensive. 
It I I, th I think it depends upon the hit or miss because right now there right now there's not too many copies of these games being sold uh, locally. Okay. Um, I think y you are right. Like in every now and then, collections or collections or copies of the or copies of them that are already side they will turn up. But um, if you're willing to pay the extra money to import from Japan, it's uh, Japan. Your options your options expand considerably uh, because like you no know, tons of copies available like available like over there. But um, and the price and prices and, and prices because of that the prices because of that they're all over the map. Um, a couple of the local the local examples examples that I found local being as an already available in the U.S. Uh, could be had anywhere for uh, that could be picked up for cheap like ten bucks. Um, or if you want to get a more rare uh, in, uh, rare like import one from Japan, uh, that could be uh, you could be talking upwards of like you know like. Uh, like upwards of like you know, hundred bucks, like or more. So, Jeez. Yeah. Really? Because some of these, yeah, because some of these, yeah, because some of these games are limited edition. You know, like you know, like companies would, have, you know, companies, you, know, you know, companies would like you know offer them offer them as a tie-in for a product or like you know a promotional giveaway or, or or something like that. So, um, a lot of these, a lot of these have brandings like you know anime branding, um, like you know like uh, uh, other video game character branding that kind of stuff. So. Um, if it's a popular franchise, that raises the price also. I have good news. Pachinko Wars 2 is three sixty-six from Japan. Three dollars and sixty-six cents, or three hundred sixty-six dollars. Three dollars sixty-six cents with well, four dollars shipping. Yeah, that yeah, that was one of the yeah, and that's what and that was um yeah, and that game is one of the more fun ones actually. Yeah, uh, I had a good amount of fun with Pachinko Wars 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. Some of these particular games, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these, yeah, some of these, some of these particular video games, I'm actually interested in checking out because, like, you know, there's a, uh, some of these, uh, uh, some of these, there's some of these, like I said, they have like you know, like uh, character tie-ins. Like, there's a Mario one out there. Um, really? Uh, yeah. There's a there's a Sonic one available. There's a Street Fighter uh, uh, themed one. And just some, um, not not all these are available. In, like the Super NES, but uh, there are a number of the uh, branded, branded ones out there that kind of like, you know, they kind of like interesting. So, but um, huh. yeah, so, so yeah, um, Mahjong and Pachinko, interesting, um, uh, uh, interesting games to check out. Um, I'm sure these are pop. Um, I'm, I'm sure these games were quite good and popular like when they came out, but nowadays, just kind of by a historical curiosity, is the best I can say about them. I want to play modern Pachinko games now. Or at least newer pachinko games. There are some. I have seen some games. I have. I have. I have seen some. Some. What do you call those? Um, redemption. Redemption games at Uncle DMB that play kind of like pachinko. Uh, very similar to it in some ways. Where like you have like a, a hammer slot that you have to feed a ball into and like shoot and shoot upwards. Shoot upwards. I like the skill shot. But huh. they, uh so similar, not quite the same thing. You probably could import a pachinko machine like over here, like relatively easy if you wanted to. But yeah, uh, there's a few pachinko games on PlayStation. Yes, there are good-looking ones too. I saw. But um, yeah, so I mean, like you know, some people have yeah. I mean, some people enjoy having slot machines like in their house. Um, so um, I certainly could see somebody who'd want to have um, you know, you know, who'd want to have a pachinko machine like or two. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah. So um, 
that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Um, I hope this episode was interesting, interesting and informative, like some of the people out there. Um, you know, these games, these these games are definitely interesting to play. Um, I just don't think the best platform, the the, the, the best platform to play them on, like Super NES. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but uh, um, yeah, they're certainly fun and certainly interesting, and not that hard to pick up. Well, at least Mahjong was easy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like at least Pajinko was easy to pick up. Um, Super Mahjong, easy. Yeah, yeah. Mahjong may be like a bit more complicated, but uh, um, so you have any like final thoughts or observations, George? Um. Pachinko is fun. You should play it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what else to say. Um. Yeah, like if you're actually interested, um, definitely just even just like starting out with uh, like SNES games or uh, I think there's actually one Pachinko game that's translated for the NES. Somebody did. Mm. I'm not sure what game it is, but I think there's a translation for one of those Pachinko games for the, I guess I should say the Famicom, um, for emulation. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I like Pachinko. I want to play Pachinko. <laughs> so, I suggest you try out Pachinko. <laughs> uh, yeah, you both said my thoughts exactly, so... Um, and like I said, like Mahjong is durable, flex durable, like flex durable, like the kind of person who playing durable is like you know like puzzle, like like puzzle tile games, like like word games. Um, so Ferg probably would have some fun like playing this. Hey Ferg. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. So um, so anyway, um, next episode. Speaking about like uh, past like past guest hosts, Pachinko we- games. <laughs> oh wait, we're not playing any more Pachinko. At least not on podcast time. You're oh. welcome. To, you're welcome to keep playing as many of these you want to. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. Uh, no, uh, we we no, we've been teasing guest hosts, uh, guest host episodes coming up for a while now, and we finally mm-hmm. uh, and finally are ready to announce one. Um, announce away. Yep. So uh, we are. We're very honored. Uh, next time uh, for the next episode of the uh, next episode of the, just, just the Super NES podcast. Um, to have like to have like video game writer, uh, like an author, like an author like Brett Weiss on the podcast with us. Um, he's written several like several like several uh, pre-crash um, uh, video game books that are quite good. Um, and he's just recently announced he's going to be coming out with a Super NES book. So we're going to be talking Ooh. to him like about like what kind of book it's going to be, what's going to be in it, what, what motivated him to do it, that kind of stuff. I hope it's um, about the Super Nintendo. Well, given the given the tentative tentative title of the game, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the tentative tentative title of the book, I, I certainly I certainly think so. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Um, and we're also going to be talking about one of his favorite Super NES games, um, the classic Donkey Kong Country. Oh no! Which I have history with, and George does not. <laughs> not 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 too much. So this should be interesting. <laughs> yep. But uh, anyway. Um, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, uh, etc., we would welcome you to check out our Facebook page. Or if you prefer, you can also send me an email directly to the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, George and I also do another p- podcast together, PlayStation Power, uh, which is not family friendly, uh, but we've no, been cranking, but we've been cranking out some good episodes on that one around, like on that one recently. So we welcome you to check the, we welcome you to welcome you to check us out on that one also. Um, 
This this podcast is a proud member of both the Retro Junkies and Throwback Network, where you can check out other great uh, retro gaming, non-gaming podcasts. And we're also available on iTunes, like your listening pleasure. Uh, George, uh, what else do you do and where can the good listeners that contact you at? Oh boy, what else do I do? I do a, a podcast called The Box For, which nobody should ever listen to because it is, <laughs> it is not safe for life. Um, that's that's partly true. You should listen to it, but it's not safe for life. Uh, <laughs> and I also do uh, Master System Masterpieces where we cover Master System games. That's fun. Uh, we already talked about PlayStation Power. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chief. That is at M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-E-F. And I think that's about it for me. Yep. So that sounds good. Um, once again, as always, with, uh, as always, we thank you very much for listening to us and giving us like some time. Um, and uh, we look forward to having you on the next podcast. Uh, thank you very much again for... I like your support. Take care, all. Goodbye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.